G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Many misunderstand what the Bible really says regarding giving. How about you? Here's Dr. Michael Youssef. There are some people who think, okay, well, the preacher said, if you give, I'll get. Man, this is a deal. I'll just give. And then they wait a day or two, (laughs) a week or two, a month or two, and nothing really happened. What happens? They get mad. They get mad at God. What's wrong with this picture? God is looking for a lifestyle of hilarious giving. God is looking for a life habit of generous giving. God is looking for a joyful and not begrudging attitude in generous giving. God is looking for excitement and not regret in generous giving. Welcome to Leading the Way, passionately proclaiming the uncompromising truth around the world for more than 30 years. You can see it happen. The pastor begins talking about giving, and suddenly people all over the room are uncomfortable and begin squirming in their seats, mostly because of bad experiences where preachers use the topic of giving to further their own agenda. Others distort biblical giving, transforming it into more of a give-to-get opportunity. This is not what the Bible teaches. Today, Dr. Yusuf guides you into 2 Corinthians chapter 8, where we are told, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Listen as Dr. Yusuf begins a look at Jesus' sacrificial giving. The Christian faith is so paradoxical in many ways. No other religion, no other philosophical thought, no any concept that you can think about anywhere in the world is as paradoxical or even close to it. It cannot compare to it. In fact, the very paradoxes of the Christian faith is what causes some people to stumble over it and causes some people to reject the faith. The fact that the God, the creator of the universe, can become man. And that is the greatest paradox of all. And from this paradox, all other paradoxes seem to stem and be born. For example, the Bible said that if you want to be strong, you have to surrender. That if you want power, you have to serve. That if you want happiness, you must be willing to mourn over your sin. That if you want to be fulfilled, you have to hunger for righteousness. That if you want to inherit the earth, you have to exercise meekness that is power under control. That if you want to live eternally, you have to die to self. And today we come to the tenth secret for the power of positive living. 
And we have seen nine secrets that the Apostle Paul revealed in 2 Corinthians, and we come to number 10, which is a paradox in itself. I'm calling it getting through giving. Imagine that. Like all paradoxes, this one runs contrary to the social and societal norms. It runs contrary to the natural mind. In our natural world, we are told that if you want to get, you better grab everything you can get. We are told that if you want to get ahead, don't worry about how many people you step over in order to get to your destination. We are told that if you want to succeed, you better not help anybody else succeed. We are told that if you want to be rich, you better look out for number one. But beloved, listen to me. In the supernatural, is very different. In the supernatural, the Bible tells us that the secret for positive living is giving. That the secret for getting is giving. And if there is a foundational verse in this whole chapter, chapter 8, as we've been going through 2 Corinthians, if there is a foundational verse upon which chapter 8 is built, and part of chapter 9, it is verse 9. Verse 9, the Apostle Paul said, For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, and yet for your sake He became poor, so that you, through His poverty, might become rich. There are some people in the church of Jesus Christ who see giving as a drudgery. Some see giving as a duty. Some see giving as an obligation that you have to meet. Others view giving as a chore. But Jesus tells us that giving is that process by which we activate God's pipeline that brings His blessings to us. In Luke 6, 38, Jesus said, give and will be given to you. Listen carefully. He said, they will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard measure by which you give, it will be measured back to you in return. What is Jesus saying here? Listen to me, beloved. Jesus is saying that giving and giving sacrificially is the very secret for activating God's giving back program. That generous giving results in greater getting from God. Beloved, it is impossible to outgive God. And remember this. If your attitude of giving is begrudgingly out of duty, out of sense of a chore that you have to go through, that will be reflected in your receiving. If you try to trick God in thinking that you are a generous giver <laughs> when you're not, it will not work because God not only sees the quantity, He sees your heart. You see, there are some people who think, okay, well, the preacher said, if you give, I'll get. And you know, you hear people who really abuse the Scripture, and I'm not going to get into this. The preacher said, you give and get. So, what a deal. Man, this is a deal. I'll just give. 
and then they wait a day or two, <laughs> a week or two, a month or two, and nothing really happened. What happens? They get mad. They get mad at God. They get mad at the preacher. They get mad at the Bible. They get mad at the church. You said that if I give, I'll get. <laughs> What's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this picture? God is looking for a lifestyle of hilarious giving. God is looking for a life habit of generous giving. God is looking for a joyful and not begrudging attitude in generous giving. God is looking for excitement and not regret in generous giving. Listen to me. Anyone who thinks the giving to God is like putting a quarter in those machines and you, know, you pull the lever and go bing, 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 and then you kind of get all this stuff, what do you call that, uh, jackpot? That person is better off in Las Vegas than in the kingdom of God because it doesn't work that way. Paul tells the Corinthians about this tenth secret of positive living. He said that the Macedonians give joyfully even in the midst of their trials, even in the midst of their tough circumstances, that the Macedonians' poverty may have limited the amount they could give, but it never diminished their love for giving, that the Macedonians understood what it means to lay treasures up in heaven. The Macedonians understood the greater joy that comes from giving than receiving, that the Macedonians' confidence was in the promise that God will supply all of their needs, that the Macedonians refused to allow their poverty to snuff out and smother their generosity. Amen. And Paul said, for that reason they have become a role model for Christian giving. Question, where did they learn this? Where did they get this idea of generous giving regardless of the circumstances they're going through? Well, from this key verse, verse 9 of chapter 8. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, Yet for your sake he became poor so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. My beloved, listen. <laughs> Whenever there is love, it will manifest itself in sacrificial giving. Only true love gives and gives sacrificially until it hurts. Only the grace of God can give and give so to enrich others. For the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ caused him to give. Give what? A few dollars? No, he gave his all. He gave his own life. He gave his glory. He gave his power, his majesty. Let me ask you this. What motivated him? What motivated him? Pure and uninfluenced love. That's what motivated him. You know, had Jesus came from heaven and died on the cross for a group of perfect people who loved him, you would have said, well, he did this because they loved him first. But no, 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 no. He did this for people who were his enemies. He did this for people who were undeserving. I know in my own life the times in my foolishness when I shook my fist at God, and yet God loved me and gave himself for me. Though he was rich, what does it mean? 
though he was rich? Was he some super millionaire who decided to give his fortune away? No, 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 no. Does it mean that he was materially rich and he gave up? Well, that he was and he is. He owns everything. He owns everything. Sometimes you think you own something. Let me, I got news for you. The money you have, the properties you have, everything you have, it's really his. Now, we fool ourselves in thinking it's ours, and we get puffed up with it. But listen, it's all his. He owns it all. But his wealth was measured also by his splendor. His wealth was also measured by his glory. His wealth was also measured by his supernatural power. His wealth was also measured in the fact that the God the Father, through him and by him, he created the whole universe. His wealth is also measured by his attributes. His wealth is also measured in terms of his eternity. Don't forget that Jesus had no beginning and he had no end. He is overall. He is Jehovah, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is Il Shaddai. He is yesterday, today, and forever. He is the ruler of the universe. He is the object of worship by all the intelligent created beings in the universe. He is the object of reverence. He is the object of love. He is the object of faith. He is the object of devotion. He is equal with the Father. He said that the Father and I are one. He said that he who has seen me, seen the Father. Jesus alone can forgive your sins, and Jesus alone can give you the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus and Jesus alone can raise you from the dead and make you live with Him for eternity in heaven. He is from age to age. He is Jesus. And that's a little bit of what Paul's trying to say here. That's a little bit. And yet, he gave up all his wealth. He gave all of his splendor, all of his power, all of his majesty for a period of time so that you and I and everyone who would come to him in brokenness and humility become rich. Become rich in mercy. Become rich in love. Become rich in kindness. Become rich in eternal life. Become rich in forgiveness. Become rich in joy and peace. Become rich in glory. Become rich in having all of your needs are met. You know, I've seen it a few times in my life when people inherit a few dollars. My goodness, they go hog wild. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it in three continents, as a matter of fact. Man, you can't even talk to them. They're, they're blowing it. I mean, they're living high. Why? They inherited a little bit, a few dollars. And if they don't blow them away, their descendants will, one way or the other. I got news for you. Two generations from now, people won't know who you were. <laughs> but do you know what it means for God the Father, the Almighty, the Creator, of heaven and earth, the God who created all the universes. Do you know what it means for you and me to have our names in His will to be inheritors? Do you know what that means? It means that you will inherit 
all that Jesus will inherit. It means that you are co-heir with Christ. It means you'll inherit all of Jesus' wealth. You'll inherit all of Jesus' splendor. You're going to inherit all of Jesus' glory. Do you get it? And that is why this hilarious generosity of self-giving and self-emptying and sacrificial love should motivate everyone who loves Jesus to do what? To give freely, to give generously, to give hilariously, to give without counting. Thanks so much for listening to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. In a moment, he'll share a powerful illustration to help you really grasp the heart of today's Leading the Way audio. From the earliest days of pastoring the Church of the Apostles, a growing church in Atlanta with the vision to reach the lost and equip the saints for the work of ministry, media was and still is a vital outreach tool of Dr. Yusuf. People listen to Leading the Way Audio through radio and podcasts in the United States, United Kingdom and Australia. Plus, technologies of the ministry touch people across six continents in 27 languages. May we encourage you to take a moment to learn about Leading the Way around the world. The easiest way is by visiting the website and taking time to click around. I know you'll be encouraged. ltw.org, ltw.org. Oh, and you can also speak with one of our ministry representatives when you call 1-300-133-589. That's 1-300-133-589. Well, as promised, here's Dr. Yusuf with something to deepen the impact of today's message. My friend sent me a story a few weeks ago. Let me read it to you and listen very carefully as I conclude because it is in the last sentence that you'll understand the point of this story. Here's how the story goes. After a few usual Sunday evening hymns, the church pastor slowly stood up, walked over to the pulpit, and before he gave his sermon for the evening, he briefly introduced a guest minister who was in the service that evening. In the introduction, the pastor told the congregation that the guest minister was one of his dearest childhood friends and that he wanted him to have a few moments to greet the church and share whatever he felt appropriate for the service. With that, the elderly man stepped up into the pulpit and he began to speak. He said, a father and his son and his son's friend were sailing off the Pacific coast when a fast-approaching storm blocked any attempt to get back to the shore. The waves were so high that even though the father was an experienced sailor, he could not keep the boat upright. And the three of them were swept into the ocean, and the boat capsized. At that point of him telling the story, there were two teenagers sitting in the front pew who, for the first time, showed interest as they began to hear this story. So the aged man continued. He said, grabbing a rescue line, the father had to make the most excruciating decision of his life. To which boy would he throw the other end of the lifeline? 
He only had seconds to make the decision. And the father knew that his son was a Christian. He was a believer and he loved Jesus. But he also knew that his son's friend is not a Christian. The agony of his decision could not be matched by the torrent of waves. And the father yelled out, I love you, son. And he threw the lifeline to his son's friend. By the time the father had pulled the friend back to the capsized boat, his son had disappeared beneath the raging swells into the black of midnight. His body was never recovered. Of course, by this time, the two teenagers who were sitting in the front were anxiously awaiting the next words that are coming out of this aged preacher. And the old man continued. He said, the father knew that his son would step into the eternity with Jesus. And he could not bear the thought of his son's friend stepping into eternity without Jesus. Therefore, he sacrificed his son to save his son's friend. How great is the love of God that he should do the same for us. Our heavenly Father, he said, sacrificed his only begotten son that we could be saved. I urge you to accept his offer to rescue you and to take hold of the lifeline that he's throwing out to you in this service. With that, the old man turned and went back down and sat in his chair, and silence filled the room. And the pastor again got up slowly to the pulpit and delivered a brief sermon with an invitation in the end. But no one responded to the invitation. No one responded to the appeal. Within minutes after the service ended, the two teenagers were immediately on the side of the old man. And one of them said politely, that was a nice story, but I don't think it was very realistic for the father to give up his only son's life in hopes that the other boy would become a Christian. And the old man looked at those precious boys and he said, well, you've got a point there, glancing at his worn Bible. And a big smile broadened his narrow face. And he once again looked at the boys and said, I'm sure isn't very realistic, is it? But I'm standing here today to tell you that this story gave me a glimpse, only a glimpse, of what it must have been like for God the Father to give up His Son for me. You see, I was that father. And your pastor is my son's friend. This is Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. If today's words from Dr. Yusuf sparked questions and you would like to speak further with a friendly member of the pastoral team at Leading the Way, please begin your conversation at ltw.org Jesus. Hey, before our time is completely gone for today, allow me to share details about a few free resources. We've got several items we'd like to share. One is a monthly magazine called My Journal. In it, Dr. Yusuf gives you an inside look into what's happening around the world through Leading the Way and the things that are weighing on his heart. 
Plus, he includes some great ways to dig deeper into the Bible with practical and compelling words. If you'd like to start a free trial subscription to my journal, call 1-300-133-589. Once again, 1-300-133-589. Or check out the many ways to connect at ltw.org connect. While you're there, you can also subscribe to Dr. Yusuf's daily e-devotional, My Devotional. My Devotional is a free daily email from Dr. Yusuf, offering insights into making the Bible practical for life in 2022. The website again is ltw.org connect. And we love getting letters delivered by the post. You can write to Leading the Way, P.O. Box 1900, Penrith, New South Wales 2751. Leading the Way, P.O. Box 1900, Penrith, New South Wales 2751. Well, our time is gone for today. But listen again next time as Dr. Yusuf continues his series, The Secrets of Positive Living, where we hear Paul's teaching regarding principles of living out a sold-out life for Christ, right here on Leading the Way. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.